Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 368. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening and watching. We are sitting down with the owner of Pure Edibles. He is fantastic to talk to. His name's Ryan. He was so fantastic to talk to. We got so much more than just Pure Edibles. We got the dispensary. We also got the farm in there. It was so fantastic to get so wealth of knowledge in the cannabis culture. That is, it's fantastic. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Uh, as always, we're going to jump into a little bit of the business side. You can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us through social media. That's Finding Arizona Podcast under everything. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You let us know who you want in next. We'll try and make that happen. As always, you can watch every episode from now until eternity as far as we do this on YouTube uh, under Finding Arizona Podcast. If you want to send us an email, podcast at gmail.com. That is the best way to get a hold of us through email. A uh, little update on the business side. We are we are cranking out these episodes. We have a few more that we need to do. We're also kind of, uh, we, we took a vacation over to see the grandparents for Atlas, and it was much needed. I was well rested after that, on top of which we actually got to experience something coming up for another uh, client episode, which which is massages. I'm very excited to share with you that episode because I actually experienced what the massage that they provide and it was really great. I am fully rested. I am very much back in the energy of editing and putting out, out content more and more. So stay with us. We got more to come. Uh, next up, if you want to just go ahead and follow our vlog blog, uh, that's always available on the website and on YouTube. The vlog is a little bit more of the family side, lets you know what we're going on behind the scenes and what we do with us as a family. But the blog is a little bit a uh, combination of both the personal and the business We'd like to provide an opportunity to get to know us a little bit more and what we like to experience and what we use on a day-to-day basis. Brittany puts all of that together. She's doing fantastic work editing, and we are just getting better and better. So that being said, let's just jump into this episode. This is episode number 368 with Pure Edibles. We'll see you on the next one. As always, kisses, hugs, and belly rubs. Bye, y'all. She is a juggling life. Oh, she is high performing. She's self-made. Um, definitely busy. Woman supporter. Cares about the rooms that she's going into. Building an empire. Definitely working in a male-dominated industry. She is competitive and cares about impact. And she's inspired by the word now. Oh, completely relentless. She is self-made. She is a badass. Two, one. Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. As always, we bring in special guests every week, and today is no different. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ryan here is not only someone that I've just been waiting to get a hold of, but is also someone that I greatly appreciate in what he does for a business. He is the, uh, I want to say, owner and proprietor of Noble uh, Dispensaries and also Pure Edibles. Uh, let me just say that he is someone that I'm just truly thankful to have aboard this kind of education education process and learning of um, THC and, and the lifestyle behind it. So thank you, Ryan, for joining us. 
Absolutely. Pleasure to be here. Thank you, Jose. And uh, look forward to a great conversation. I, I look forward to it too. Um, so I'll get you started. I'll ask this of everyone and just kind of like wanting to know just the, how the origin story came to be. Um, if you can run us through just the whole timeline quickly of like, you know, 2013 and all the way up to now. Sure. Absolutely. So we, uh, we are just celebrating our 10 year anniversary of being open this month. Uh, so to rewind um, back to the beginning, uh, it, it's my partners, uh, my brother, Brandon Hermansky and, and Doug Daly. It's the three of us that uh, you know, actually founded Noble Herb uh, up nice. in Flagstaff. Uh, we started out as Greenhouse and, and rebranded um, about uh, two years ago. The, uh, the color green is so played out in our industry. And we thought we were being creative uh, with a fun name like Greenhouse. And it turns out uh, two other Dispensaries completely unrelated to us were also named Greenhouse. Uh, uh, and out of the three in Flagstaff, there was also a green farm. So deliveries would go to the wrong locations. It was just kind of a nightmare. So rebranding re was uh, a recent thing we did that's been a spectacular move that I'm, that I'm very excited about. But to, to truly answer your question and, and rewind, uh, it really started in 2010. So we're going oh, okay. back 13 years. Um, that's when the actual um, first initiative for medical marijuana uh, passed in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, it was a very slim margin. It, it won by, you know, a couple thousand votes. Um, you know, it's the, you know, kind of 50.1 uh, type uh, poll yeah. um, and then final election. So it got by in the skin of its teeth. And and my my brother and, and Doug were we were all actually out at a bar. And, you know, the TVs had like the election results playing and. <laughs> we're completely dumbfounded when we saw it actually passed. And, yeah. and it literally started from that night. We started putting a business plan together, uh, raising some money, scouting locations. Mm -hmm. um, we ended up in Flagstaff. We, we absolutely love Flagstaff. We're, we um, mostly live in the Valley, but we're, we're up and back to Flagstaff constantly and always, always have been. Yeah. But um, uh, you know, we were very unsure on what was going to happen and how this market was going to go. Uh, if you rewind, uh, you know, 13 years ago, we had Sheriff Joe Arpaio, uh, mm -hmm. who was, you know, considered a pretty tough dude overseeing Maricopa County. Yep. Um, and he had County Attorney Montgomery, who was a very no-nonsense guy. Um, he's moved on to be a judge now. But mm -hmm. uh, it, it was not clear how Arizona was going to handle this, even though, you know, we protect voter pass initiatives. Um, the actual enforcement of it was was a little bit scary. So. Um, we, we decided to leave Maricopa County and, and focus on Flagstaff and uh, fast forward uh, to now we've been open 10 years. Uh, June 13th was our was our 10 year anniversary. Yeah. Wow. That is incredible. Just, to, uh, you know, kind of like thank you for the history lesson, too, sure. as well. Just kind of uh, reminding myself about some of the kind of pivotal players down here in the Valley and what made you guys decide to go and be up in Flagstaff. So that was going to be my, my next question is why choose that location and what about that location makes it so, you know, critical for you guys to be there because on top of that, you're not fighting off some of the other players that are down here that are not probably, we won't get into it, but it's like, there's a lot of games going down here with um, just who's here and who's, you know, running the market. Um, but I'd love to just understand kind of like how this played out and just for you guys what makes it so critical for you guys to be i mean again i told you off air i've heard your guys' commercials <laughs> uh, you guys are a big player out in flagstaff yes yeah, so uh so noble herb uh our dispensary is, is now located uh on route 66 we're right by downtown um we actually just celebrated on july 6th our, our one-year anniversary of being at that building 
Yeah. So we've been open 10 wow. years total, but at the building that we're in, uh, we did a full remodel for a full like ground up uh, remodel and that opened a year ago. So wow. we're just celebrating a year at the new location. It's been spectacular. It's, it's really easy to reach from, from downtown. Uh, but Flagstaff as a whole just kind of always had a soft part and um, soft part and all of our hearts. You know, we've, mm-hmm. we've always we've been going to Flagstaff our you know entire lives. Doug actually spent some time at NAU, um, so Flagstaff was kind of on our radar as just like an amazing place to to open a location. Yeah, um, you know, it's a college town, so we thought that would be pretty beneficial. Um, ironically, our our average age is well over fifty, <laughs> so although we do see you know a good amount of college students. Um, the demographic age wise is far higher than we expected. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's some, there's some give and take of Flagstaff. Uh, there's, uh, you know, when, when we were writing that business plan I referenced earlier, um, the population of Flagstaff was 62,000 people. Okay. You fast forward to now it's 72,000 people. Got it. So it's, it's a very small town, uh, California, or I'm sorry, Arizona at that same time, uh, due to so many people coming from California, um, has really gone from like 4 million to 8 million. So the state of Arizona has basically doubled in size in the past 13 years since we um, put that business plan together. Flagstaff's gone up like 10,000 people. Yeah. So it's a wow. pretty landlocked area. Um, there's not a lot of building. It's surrounded by national forests. So all the things that make Flagstaff absolutely beautiful and amazing place to, to go to and visit also make it challenging to to live. Yeah. So it's, you know, the cost of living up there is, is brutal. It's it's really tough on our on our team. Uh, we see a lot of people move up because they love Flagstaff, want to kind of escape the Phoenix heat and then yeah. their their lease ends and they're back because it's it's just hard to get by. Yeah. Um, so and you know there's also three dispensaries in that small, small area. So it, it took some time to to really establish ourselves in flag. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first the first five years were were legitimately tough. The, the last five have been far better and really feel like we've we've done a good job of capturing market share and and putting out great products and, and focusing on things that are really important to us. Yeah, um, Flagstaff was welcoming. It was it was a great place to go to. Um and you know, it, it was great getting out of Maricopa County and the you know hundred plus dispensaries that are that are in Maricopa County kind of fighting amongst themselves. Yeah, the I think we have a little bit more chill, laid back attitude up in Flag, which has been great. Yeah. So let me ask you this, as you know, helpful to our kind of this history lesson that we're learning about, and as it's growing and as it's the market is becoming a more of a of a saturation down here in the Valley. It's like you guys have focused on just the ability to fast, you know, give give your customers what they need at a high quality. How much of that has been just the growth of the population? How much of that has just been your guys's testament to your product and things like that? Like, give us a little bit of a breakdown for you guys as the years have progressed along to, you know, some of the things during COVID. I'd love to understand what are those pivots that you guys had to make to stay afloat? Sure. Uh, yeah, we, we've had a mindset on, on how we want to operate our business, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about Flagstaff, but Flagstaff in general, I think the service um, kind of gets forgotten about at a lot of places compared to, you know, the Valley. Yeah. So when people are visiting, you know, service can be tough. Um, it, minimum wage, everything is exceptionally expensive. So a lot of places are, are kind of understaffed. Um, the way we want things done is, is all based off efficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we respect people's time. You know, we want to get people in. Uh, give them a, a chance to place an order online and be out of the door with less than a minute. And that's, yeah. that happens every day, Friday, Saturday, regardless of, of the day or how busy we are, you know, we can get people in and out of the door in a very fast pace. Nice. Um, that being said, we, we're the only dispensary I'm aware of that has a, a team of four people out there just to answer questions. 
Wow. Uh, you know, it's, what's fascinating about our industry is um, you know, everybody's familiar with marijuana. Mm-hmm. That being said, a lot of people haven't tried it in decades, you know, maybe a high school or college, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Uh, and now that it's becoming more of a mainstream accepted thing, uh, yeah. their friends are trying it, their kids are trying it, they're are using it consistently. And, and people are, you know, basically saying, Hey, you know, Hey mom, this is something that has been helping me sleep or helping me, you know, get mm-hmm. through the day. And, and yeah. they're reminding them of something they tried decades ago. And so they're coming in and we're, we're helping them with the, um, understanding of what milligrams are, what, you know, what the metric system is. It sounds funny. Uh, you know, obviously the whole world's using app, but we're not. So when you walk in and, and you're talking about grams and eights and, mm-hmm. you know, 10 milligrams or 20 milligrams, um, having a just comfortable, easy conversation with people and explaining how things work uh, sure. is something we pride ourselves on. Uh, and just that overall patient education is just a huge part, huge part of what, what we do. Awesome. Um, so it's just, well, yeah, one, one of the one of the many differentiators we have um, up there in flag. Yeah, that's wonderful. I mean, again, I just, uh, you know, like you said, our families are just kind of like that dynamic of like, you know, the upper age group and, you know, that, them, that generation wanting to now participate and help their, you know, sleeping habits, whatever they may be. I know for my mother, she has some illnesses that, you know, THC cannabis helps her with that and just helps her through the pain, helps her through that issue. So, I am, you know, a total advocate for helping yourself and helping um, curb some of the uh, Western medicine, just kind of, you know, pushing on pills and things like that. It's just, this is something more natural. This is something more, you know, up the, the, you know, in the pace of what you can bring up in control in your own home and control in your own body and things like that. So thank you sure. again for allowing just to help us understand like your four people, um, group that helps them educate, you know, the customers that come in. That's wonderful. Now, as uh, as I understand, uh, where does Pure Edibles jump into the line of our history tale here? Sure, uh, yeah, pretty pretty fun story again. So um, I, I mentioned the first the first five years were were pretty tough, right? This this industry is not a, a get rich quick scheme. It is oh, not, absolutely um, not not you know you you open up a license and you're a millionaire the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, the, all the preconceived notions that have, that have been out there are, are just not accurate. Um, so like the, the first five years, for example, uh, Brandon, uh, my brother, Brandon moved to Flagstaff to, to run and operate the dispensary. Uh, Doug and I kept our day jobs. So, nice. um, you know, we were owners of a business. We were helping run a business. Uh, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that's always happening. Um, and then, you know, having in touch, being in touch in the Valley and, and the networking and, the, you know, purchasing a product and all that, that happens. Doug and I were able to do that. Um, he maintained his his day job as a, an attorney here in the Valley. Okay. Um, I was in medical device sales. So I worked for uh, for Striker Spine and Zimmer Spine and was in the operating room every day. Okay. We we did that. Um, um, basically, the business couldn't, you know, we, we couldn't afford to quit our day jobs. The business couldn't afford to really pay us. We were, we were just struggling to get by in Flagstaff. Uh, so as that time went by, we, we realized that um, you know, we were, we were losing the dispensaries in the Valley. Like we were seeing what was happening in the Valley. We, we knew our competition and Flagstaff was, was doing a really good job. Um, so we wanted to quit our day jobs and focus on this business full time. Um, the plan we put together to basically uh, enable us to quit our day jobs, it was to launch pure edibles. Yeah. So we wanted to bring a edible line to the market. Okay. Uh, we started with Chews. Um, we we purchased this uh, machine that was it's it's a hundred years old now. It, it wasn't quite at the time. 
but it was a taffy, saltwater taffy machine. Uh, nice. It's got all these moving blades and belts and it's like a, you know, it's an OSHA nightmare and, and kind of intimidating and scary to look at. Um, I mean, it's like built from cast iron and weighs, yeah, it's yeah. exactly, you know, just weighs hundreds of pounds. Um, it's since then been, been retired as we've kind of modernized, but that's, that was the launch of Pure Edibles was wow. um, Doug and I, you know, finding accounts and then driving up to Flagstaff and, and helping wrap candy and, and packages chew product we had and then delivering it back down to the valley. So um, that was the launch of Pure Edibles. Uh, that was about six years ago. Mm -hmm. um, we've since then been um, been brought into over 100 dispensaries. Uh, my understanding is we're in more dispensaries than, than any other brand in, in the nice. state, which we're, we're very proud of. Um, and we've we just kept getting better. So we launched gummies. We have a top-selling gummy in the state. Uh, we just brought Berry Sleepy um, oh. in. Berry Sleepy is uh, it's our, our CBN um, and Indica uh, THC gummy. So it basically, you know, kind of touched on what you're talking about as far as helping people sleep. Um, it's our top selling product. It's, you know, overall just the best selling skew we have, um, helping getting people off of pharmaceuticals and the ambience of the world that, mm -hmm. you know, we've all heard the horror stories yeah. uh, of people associated with, with that. Um, so trying to get people onto a more, a more natural sleep aid, it's been tremendous. It helps for Beautiful. inflammation and is just an ID, ideal recipe for sleep. So it's been, been, been great. Um, so Pierre's been really exciting for us. It's uh, taken off here. Um, we used to primarily make them all in Flagstaff. Mm -hmm. um, we kind of outgrew that and um, now have a large opera uh, operation here in Phoenix, and we can, uh, which is better for distribution also. So we can kind yeah. of distribute products all over the state. That's but wonderful. Pierre's Pure been amazing. Um, we're actually days away from launching a new product uh, called Kicks. Oh. Uh, which would be very similar to uh, to Starburst, um, like a Starburst type candy. So very nice. similar size and taste. Um, back to your roots of the taffy too. Yep, exactly. Individual 10 milligram, uh, servings. Uh, I think they'll do very well. Um, you know, the, the gummy market is by far the largest in the edible uh, world out here, but I think it's also a little, a little played out. So although gummies are, are spectacular and an easy way to, uh, to dose, um, having something new and, and a variety of products is always exciting for yeah. consumers and the, and the people selling it too. Yeah. And then kudos to you to like really, um, you know, push that envelope of like, look, we're, we're still got ideas. We still got, you know, that, that need to want to move forward in just past the gummies and, and want to see what's out there. I mean, I mean, again, that's like, I, I would love to have something like that, you know, as that product for this podcasting world. Like I'm still trying to find that experience for allowing this podcast to grow and, and expand. But it's again, that testament of your that understanding of like, we got to push the envelope a little bit more. And so kudos to you guys. Again, I always know that it's not easy and to kind of draw back to this um, education of like this business in a sense too. It's like, you know, there's no real like, what I've understood, like that banking element of allowing, you know, that, uh, you know, the money is kind of cash flow and it's just pure that because of it still being semi looked at as this, you know, you know, bad situation. And it's like, there's no real opportunity for that banking market to come in and help. Um, so help me understand a little bit of that. Like, did you guys end up just going from cash to like, what, what is it now? You can use a card, I believe, and, and all of your locations, um, you know, help me understand that part. And also 
Let me ask you about like some of the grow houses too. Like, how, do you know um, a lot of the grow houses that are around the the Arizona area? Because I would love to understand a little bit more of that kind of uh, opportunity too, because we'd love to kind of just want to move into that realm. Because I've been so fascinated as someone who's like, look, I, ha I have family who has land, but it's like they you know, I don't know if you can build a grow house automatically. What does that look like? Do you guys ever fall into that category or look at that kind of branch of the arm? Uh, sure. Yeah. So um, I, I can touch on all that stuff. Sure. Uh, but, you know, as far as the, the growth side of things, uh, so to to operate in Arizona, um, you have to be working under a license. So there was a limited amount of licenses that have been given out over the past decade. Um, many were uh, via, they've all been via lottery. Uh, since then, people have bought and sold some of those licenses. So they've, they certainly have changed hands. Uh, we're actually one of the few original operators from 2010 that are still around. Uh -huh. um, but there are, there are others also. Okay. Um, but there's currently, uh, we're approaching 150, 160 licenses open throughout the state. Wow. Uh, and then under those licenses, uh, there's been a lot of uh, grow opportunity opening. So you can have up to two grows under your license. Mm -hmm. um, there's the, a combination of, of people have their own grow or other people will grow for them under their license. Yeah. Um, so there are hundreds of grows from all different sizes throughout the state that are you know, operating legally and doing things the right way and uh, you know, producing product that is legally then sold back to dispensaries. Okay. Dispensaries can purchase it and then sell it for for retail. Yeah. Uh, so those those are all over the state, you know, so from, you know, pines in, in Northern Arizona, all the way down to the border in, in Tucson, you're, you're going to have grows um, kind of all over mm -hmm. combination of indoor, outdoor greenhouses, hoop houses, like everything you can name there. There's people trying and growing it. Um, you know, it's, it's a commodity. It's a, it's a, it's, it is a um, interesting world on the grow side. Um, mm -hmm. You know, although it, it is treated like a crop uh, from an agricultural standpoint and, you know, considered a commodity, um, it's actually exceptionally expensive to grow uh, yeah. and to, to grow it uh, efficiently at the level that people expect here now, um, you know, it's, it's exceptionally difficult to do. So it's, yeah. it's kind of funny if you, you rewind, uh, you know, in the first few years we were open, um, you know, like a, a, we were a pretty tiny dispensary at that point. I think we're, we're, we're definitely one of the largest in the state now, but at that time, you know, we were definitely one of the smallest in the state and, and we were lucky if we had six or eight different strains on our shelves, uh -huh. um, you know, to put things in perspective, you know, now we have 24 at all times. Um, nice. Plus, There's always different flower specials. We're probably close to 30 available strains on Got any it. given day. Uh, but when we, you know, when we first opened, you'd have the eight strains uh, and people just felt like they were, you know, a kid in candy shop. And it was, it was like Disneyland walking in there every day and, and seeing all these options, right. They're used to buying from, you know, their friend or buddy or whatever, who had one or two <laughs> options if they're lucky. And then they had eight and then it was, we, we had eight. It was, it was amazing. And very quickly within, within months, it was like, you only, you only have eight strains here, you know, like I, I got to go somewhere else. That's got more variety. And yeah. It's like two, two months ago, you were ecstatic. We had eight. Now it's like, dude, eight's not enough. And, Fast forward to, you know, 10 years later, it's uh, close to 30. Um, so variety's king, you know, but the, the, what, what's happened in the state is, you know, people have actually got very good at, at growing really quality, high quality products. You've right. seen um, big names come in from other states that have been doing it for decades. Um, and, you know, they brought their expertise out here. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the quality of flower available in Arizona, I'd put up against anything. 
Um, we'll certainly always be compared to to California, but a lot of those California brands are are here and, and operating legally and growing the right way uh, here. So um, a lot of those brands are here. So it's hard to say that you know Cali beats us in every way. Um, you know they definitely have the history on us. Uh, I mean it's you know probably a hundred years of grow experience in in California compared to a decade or so here. Uh, but the the quality product that we have on our shelves right now, I, I would put up against anything. It's it's just spectacular. Um, you know, tier like we have three tiers in our dispensary, and our our tier three, which is our kind of our most affordable price flower, would would have been tier one a couple of years ago, and now oh, that's wow. the it's been replaced by such better flower. Uh, it's just kind of pushed it down, and like the overall everything on our wall is amazing. Looks beautiful. You know, depending on what you're looking for, there's certainly high testing flower, well above 30%, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, and then we, you know, you'll see it range all the way down to that 12 or 14% range. Um, regardless, it's all frosty. It looks good. It smells great. You know, fun strain names. We've had thousands of, of strain names rotate through our through our dispensary and see new fun ones every day, which is always great. How fun is that? Fun. The, name, the name process is just like it fun is. for me. Like I just I like these. Well, I totally agree. I'd actually like to understand where, you know, you see some names like Jack Herrera, which is actually a person and that makes sense. But, and then there's like a Alaskan thunderfuck. You're like, where did that come from? And what's, what's the amazing story behind that strain name, you know, exactly. kudos to those guys. But um, yeah, so the, the, the overall experience on the growth side is, is that's been a roller coaster too. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, it's just not easy to do at scale and an affordable way. Yeah, because uh, you know, quite frankly, the market doesn't care what you know what problems you went through trying to grow it, or what mites you may have, or what mold you might have had uh, where you had to get rid of a crop. They just want to pay the cheapest price, which exactly. you know, with supply and demand economics, we get it. Like that's how it all works. But mm-hmm. the actual cost of growing it is exceptionally expensive, and you're you're seeing a lot of growth struggle to be able to sell sell their product for what they can grow it for. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the market fluctuates, you know, the cost could be low, quite a bit lower than what their cost is to grow it. And um, you're seeing, you're seeing the negative repercussions of that with some farms closing right now. So it's yeah. on the, on the farm side, on the growing side, it's, it's, it's been real tough recently. Yeah. I thank you for that insight because again, I'm just like, I'm so fascinated by again, the beginning end and mid, like middle process of all of this, because at the end of the day, you know, you have those different, you know, categories of this whole market that's going around and around and around. And so for me, just to understand it and be vision, like, you know, I like a wider range, like that big view, because I've just been so enamored by like this big view picture. And so like, that is something that I always truly find fascinating is just like from from grower to the actual dispensary and into your hands like what does that process look like and what is it you know kind of understanding you know who are the big players and things like that i i mean again i just like the you know the the whole idea of like you can grow something and it you know you can use it and sell it so it's like it's just this whole dynamic of like it's a constant you know circle so i i am so fascinated by it so thank you again for giving us the insight behind that and just kind of having fun with that i'd love to look towards the future now and just kind of get some goals out of you and just help me understand not only from uh noble side but the pure edibles like what are some of the things that maybe our viewers can help you achieve for this year or next year in the um in the business Sure. Um, we're, we're, I'd say overall, we're at kind of a, just a really fun time. So we've, um, you know, I've touched on, we've been, been open 10 years. We've 
we've spent a majority of those 10 years under construction of some, some capacity, yeah. but it was um, getting the initial retail location of Flagstaff. The, the first location um, built out, you know, was, was a time consuming expensive projects. And, you know, we spent the next few years, like kind of always tweaking and remodeling that to adjust to patient flow and, and bigger, you know, bigger customer base and, you know, more POS stations and trying to uh, just accommodate our, our growing customer base. Okay. Uh, then we, you know, we started the farm project. So our farm is in Camp Verde. Oh, nice. uh, so six, six years ago, we, we opened our farm up and started the construction project there in, in Camp Verde, which was um, exceptionally brutal and far above budget and way longer than it should have been like most construction projects. But I think things in Camp Verde take, take even longer. So any, oh, of your, really? any of your viewers in the Valley that have built anything, I think could say, the double the price and double the time. I think it was more like triple the price and triple the time and, and Camp Verde. So, I mean, to be um, honest, can I, can I interject here too? Of course, like, yeah. I always thought that, uh, I mean, from my knowledge and what I've been hearing around just through my conversations with different podcasters and stuff like that, it's like Camp Verde is becoming a kind of a winery kind of growth, uh, you know, station just because of um, the weather and just the soil there. It's really great for this uh, kind of growing aspect of life. But the wine business is just something that is particularly kind of um, increasing there. Am I wrong or it, it, am I right? No, you're spot on. It's, nice. it's an agricultural city and that, that's what attracted it to us, right? It doesn't okay, get yeah. as cold as Flagstaff. It doesn't get as hot as Phoenix. Um, geographically, like we're, you're, you're, you're close to I-17, which is great. Uh, especially for us, we have a, a retail location in Flagstaff, um, you know, being in close proximity to Flagstaff made, made all the sense. Uh, and you know, it's the, the challenges of Flagstaff weather means, you know, growing in Flagstaff is, is a little bit too difficult. You, you mm -hmm. pretty much have to go all in indoors, which skyrockets that cost we were yeah. talking about. Uh, so the Everest brand, uh, that, which is our flower brand and, and concentrates, um, it's all grown in Camp Verde. Um, we have a, a huge uh, a head house. It's like 10,000 square feet to do all the processing and trimming. And yeah. that's where all our mom plants live and our clones are taken. So it's a, just a truly professional um, building built out for our needs after yes. quite a bit of experience in the time. Yeah. Um, you know, on, on a side note, we, we always, we were at one point, we were pretty jealous of, um, you know, the, the 20, 30,000 square foot indoor grows. If you rewind like 10 years ago and, if we had the money, that's the route we would have gone. Um, but you know, we didn't have the money, so we didn't build it out. Yeah. And we had to start, we had to start much smaller. And we made all our mistakes and learned on a much smaller operation, which um, although we were envious of these huge locations, uh, you know, it it we realized after about five or six years from ready to start the farm that the 20, 30,000 square foot indoor grows are just not the way to go. Like the, mm -hmm. the cost of growing flour in that environment is so expensive. Yeah. Um, the HVAC costs and stuff are just brutal. Uh, so, you know, having a farm and, and being able to grow in more of a hybrid environment. So we, we use um, state-of-the-art greenhouses. Uh, so our, nice. our roofs are basically glass. Um, so we have all the benefits of indoor, you know, the the climate control, the AC, the uh, every, you know, blackout curtains, every, everything you need um, to grow top tier one quality flower uh, in Arizona. But we also have some some naturally uh, produced sunlight, which which helps kind of keep our costs way down. Yeah. Uh, so that's just a helpful part of, of being in Camp Verde. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Camp Verde has been been overall. It's it's a very good choice to be out there. Uh, but the construction side of things was was brutal. So 
Um, that construction just ended li- literally like six months ago. Oh. Um, so our farm operations done. We went through that entire remodel and build out and, and, and Flagstaff on Route 66. You know, that was nice. a year and a half of, of construction. So we're, we're at a time now where we're finally just, there's no construction going on. And it's a really nice feeling. Um, we're really just making sure we have the best possible retail location in Flagstaff. Uh, making sure Everest and, and the flower brand starts to become wholesale available. And uh, that's Beautiful. kind of a, a new push for us. So we're moving, moving towards the wholesaling of, of flower uh, and then pure, just expanding pure and the, and the SKUs of pure, bringing on some new products. Um, we'll have thousand milligram um, tins for the medical market. So it's a, oh, nice. it's a tin of gummies. There's 10 gummies in it. It's a hundred milligram gummy. Um, but there's 10 of those so It's a thousand milligram pack. Um, the medical market has drastically shrunk, but the people, yeah. the 15 to 20% of people that have kept their medical marijuana cards, yeah. uh, those people need that, the real high dose stuff. So there's been, uh, okay. there's yeah, been yeah, a yeah. demand switch to uh, having more high dose products. So Purist is right there. We'll, we'll have uh, those SKUs out in the Valley here in the next couple of weeks. Nice. Um, and then you know, I mentioned the kicks before, which is our starburst like product. Um, those will be launching here in about 30 days or, or less. So it's, it's going to be a busy summer. Um, that's yeah. where our, our effort has gone. It's really on the wholesale side. Yeah. Uh, we're very happy with where we are up in route 66 and, uh, with noble herb. Um, so we're turning our attention kind of the wholesale market and making sure pure and Everest, uh, are doing the best possible uh, job we can. Was that, was that your decision or like between the three of you, like, you know, to kind of first let's, let's do our flower and then then into like you know was this whole kind of planned out ahead of time f- f- by you three to kind of make this like let's get the as much as we can to get our name out get our product well you know more established and well known and then we'll move into this wholesale kind of medical where i mean let's be honest like the need the need is more of like the need what it needs like that high dosage was that kind of like the overall goal plan of like setting this in place of like all these different tactics. Yeah. So we, uh, Brandon, Doug and I work closely on, on just long-term forecasting and, and strategies. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been part of the Arizona dispensary association, uh, the entire 10 years we've, we've been around. Okay. Um, so I have a lot of good insight, uh, a lot of good data on, on what's happening. Um, nice. yeah, I'm speaking with a ton of people as far as a jewel. The Arizona Dispensary Association represents about 80% of the open dispensaries in the state. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're having ongoing you know, meetings, uh, trying to get the ownership and, and executives together, understand how Arizona is doing compared to other states. What are we seeing? What problems are happening in other states that could be coming here? Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're always trying to just gather as much data and information as we can so we can kind of make those decisions. Uh, you know, we, the a majority of our business is the retail side of things. So, um, making sure that Noble Herb as a, as a retail location and, and Flagstaff is, has everything it needs is, is operating as smooth as possible. Um, and, you know, is, is able to, you know, to handle the, the, the huge amount of, uh, tourist traffic that Flagstaff gets. Um, and then also service, you know, the, the needs of our first time, first residents and second home residents up, up in Flag. That's that's always been like kind of a top priority. Um, as we reach levels that we're very um, comfortable with and, and happy with the the output and products we're we're selling and the experience we're creating in Flag, it it definitely was enabled us to turn our attention to Everest as a flower and concentrate brand and, and pure. Nice. So um, it was never just like doing one. We were always yeah. working on all of them. 
But yeah. as things get, you know, to a, a level in one spot, we can turn attention and focus and, and really, you know, kind of uplift other parts. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're, we're never turning our back on any part of it, but it was, um, I, I think build that dispensary build out was, was key. It happened at a crucial time as going on during COVID and, mm-hmm. and all that fun. Um, so making sure that went really smooth was, was huge for us. Yeah. Um, now that that's done and behind us, we can really turn like full attention onto some other stuff though. Yeah. How beautiful though of a story of like, just kind of like, okay, we've got a, now we, you know, we have, we have a, B and C, we already know what they look like, or we have plans for it. Let's do a, and then B just kind of worked out in, you know, getting uh, Everest kind of going and, and working out and things. And then like now we're like in the wholesale, like see, like you could see like all of this kind of like, like a snowball effect. Like it's just kind of works and it's beautiful. It's like this beautiful, like tapestry of like, Hey, look, it's all, you know, a whirlwind for you, but to have it all now in a kind of this conversation piece, it's just really kind of, to me as someone who's like the outsider looking in, I think it's beautiful. I think it's great of a story of like, yeah, like they went from here and now they're here. And that's so cool to me. That's really great for you guys. And so kudos to, you know, making all of this happen. I know it might be, you know, still kind of on the, in your brain, like, oh man, we just finished construction six months ago and now (laughs) just like starting to breathe. But I hope I have nothing but the best wishes and high hopes for you guys. I know it's going to be pun intended high hopes. Um, I know, I know you guys have a really great product and I just, you know, want to wish you guys the total best of luck. And I know you guys are going to do great things in the future and help out the state a little bit more educating it, um, understanding the, the cannabis market and cannabis culture, all of it to say, I appreciate you for sharing this story. And we're reaching towards the end here. I know it's kind of a, a fast paced conversation, but I'd leave the end for you to let everyone know where they can find you online. Um, your social media handles, this is your time to promote, 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 go ahead, Ryan. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're exceptionally easy to find. So from, from the retail side, uh, Noble Herb is our location. We are located in Flagstaff on Route 66. Uh, when you're driving up I-17, uh, the last billboard coming into town, it's, that's us. Uh, just as a, a friendly reminder to, to come say hi. Um, anybody over 21, any adults over 21 can come into a retail dispensary uh, with ID and, and purchase marijuana-related products. Uh, there's limits to what you can purchase, but uh, anybody over 21 can come in. So the, the days of needing a medical card uh, are over. Um, access is far <laughs> easier for, for adults. So um, stop in and see us. Um, Pure Edibles uh, is our edible line. Uh, you can find Pure in more dispensaries than anybody else. So uh, we're in just about every dispensary in the Valley and throughout the state. Uh, so if, if you can't find us there, you're, you're not at the right dispensary. So I'd, I'd recommend checking out someplace else. It's, we're, we're in all the best for sure. Um, for sure. So Pure Edibles is a full line of gummies, chews, and soon-to-be kicks, our, our newest Starburst product. Cool. Um, those are, uh, you know, can be found online under pureedibles.com. Um, but, you know, it, basically any store in the state is going to carry those products. So you should, uh, should have no problem finding us there. And uh, keep an eye out for Everest concentrates and flowers. So that's our that's our flower all grown in house. Uh, we have a, a variety of um, uh, not not only flower products concentrates, but also uh, more of like the joint side and the yeah. infused joints is is our newest stuff that we're we're launching. We're nice. seeing that just about everywhere pretty soon too. 
Awesome. Uh, Thank you so much. Before we go, we do have a little bit of outro for ourselves. You can hear every episode of Finding Arizona Podcast at our website, FindingArizonaPodcast.com. All social media handles for us is Finding Arizona Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You guys let us know who you wanted next. We will try and make that happen. Last but not least, if you want to send us an email, FindingArizonaPodcast at gmail.com. And we always say kisses, hugs, and belly rubs to our four-legged friends. And we will see you next time. Bye, y'all.